Welcome to the Rock Solid Fit Mind Project with your host, Barry Ash. How are we doing, guys? And Laura Ash. And today we are truly, truly honoured to have a real A-list celebrity trainer join us on the Fit Mind Project's podcast. And we're joined by Rehan Jahali. Now, I'm going to give you a little bit of an intro so you guys know who he is before we kind of introduce him in. Now, Rehan, his career in the science of sports nutrition began when he was awarded a full scholarship to study nutrition at Food Sciences of the University of Texas. And upon graduation, Rehan was accepted um, an offer to head up the technical support department for the sports nutrition giant, giant EAS and Muscle Media Magazine. He played a key role in their research and development. Now, Rehan is long considered an authority on sports nutrition and he's published numerous articles, been quoted in many newspapers, he appears on radio, TV shows, and now he's even teaching other PTs his awesome knowledge. He's also been nationally ranked as a bodybuilder and won titles as Mr. Texas and Iron Bodybuilding Champion. And he's a celebrity in his own, own right because Rihanna has also worked alongside doctors, professional athletes, and other fitness professionals and some A-list celebs, of which I know he's going to talk about. And he was the very first person to discover the um, non-stimulant fat burner and the importance of EFAs in athletes. And he is also the author of three books, one of them being The Six-Pack Diet Plan, and the other one being The Sports Supplement Buyer's Guide, which is our absolute Bible. So, Rehan, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me, and thank you for that intro. My God, I should hire you for the funeral. <laughs> <laughs> no problems. <laughs> no problems. So, Rehan, you know, what we wanted to do, first of all, is just get you to introduce yourself and tell us who you are, you know, and how you came to do what you do, your story. I know our guys are going to get so, so much from it. I Well, I always tell people, you know, I came into something uh, – in terms of following my passion, that's my story. My my story is following my passion. Um, most like most people, they start off doing what other people want them to do. So for me, uh, my parents always wanted me to be a doctor, to be a lawyer, to be an accountant, to be an engineer. So I just thought, hey, listen, that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to be what you know your parents tell you, or your friends tell you, or you know. So I started studying accounting. Uh, could you imagine me crunching numbers for two years <laughs> in college? I mean, it's crazy. I was around the, you know, the, the bookworms and, um, and here I am, you know, started competing in bodybuilding and loving bodybuilding. And I played a lot of sports. Um, I was an athlete of my whole life. Right. So now I'm stuck in this accounting for two years. So one day, um, a friend of mine looked at me and says, what are you doing? And I said, what do you mean? And just really started giving it to me, you know, said, you're, you know, you're, you're not happy. You're not, what are you doing? You know, what are you doing? You're not, you don't love accounting. I go, yeah, but I love bodybuilding. I love, you know, nutrition, I love, you know, changing bodies. I love motivating people, helping people. I was training people already, right? Uh, at a very young age. So he's like, well, why don't you just do that? I go, well, what am I supposed to do with that? <laughs> you know, back in the nineties, it's not like it is today. There was no Instagram. There was no, no. You could Snapchat it. You could wow. tweet about it, right? <laughs> you had to go to the old fashioned way, get in the magazines, right? So I said, what am I going to do about that? He said, well, I want you to start competing. Why don't you start, you know, training more people? And why don't you study nutrition food science? I go, well, how, can I make money on that? <laughs> He's like, I don't know. But if you follow your passion, you probably will do good. 
So um, I said, you know what? I'm going to follow my passion, follow my heart, and then the money will come. And everything else kind of will fall from that. I literally dropped out of accounting to the dismay of my parents. And everybody's the same thing to me. They're like, what are you going to do with nutrition? What are you, how are you going to, like, how do you, what are you, you know, what are you going to do? We're going to hospital? What are you? I said, no, don't worry about it. You know, I'm going to follow my passion if the chips fall where they may. And that's, that's what I did. I really, I just started studying nutrition, food science, and biochemistry. Got into it, started competing in bodybuilding, had success in that and that as a natural bodybuilder. And then I basically was going to uh, grad school and then I got a job at um, EAS. And EAS was a, a company that was basically an emerging company, brand new at the time. It was kind of, it was kind of on the ground floor, you know, 30 or 40 of us. Uh, now there's thousands of employees of that company. Uh, so we started the ground floor. I started working there, learning the ins and outs of the business, developing products, understanding the science, working with people, athletes, a lot of athletes at the time, uh, Olympic athletes and others. And it kind of just snowballed from there. And from there, I never looked back. I started the Supplement Research Foundation, which is my foundation on supplements. Uh, this is like the 90s. I mean, you guys were so young back then. I mean, you, were, you, guys, you guys were barely kids, man. My God, <laughs> us old guys, you know, we, we, go, we go way back. But uh, you young kids can look that up uh, on Wikipedia, I guess. <laughs> but uh, no, and then I just, I basically started working in that, developing products, writing articles, uh, understanding the science behind it. And, you know, I really believe you are the company you keep. I really believe that you got to surround yourself with positive, supportive, and uh, people who will support what you're trying to do. And I really surrounded myself with a lot of scientists, a lot of people who had knowledge, who are ahead of me, who are kind of the pioneers of the field. And just kind of was like a sponge. You know, call me a sponge. I just started absorbing, you know, I didn't like think I was smarter than them or, you know, I just sometimes you just got to humble yourself and say, listen, teach me, you know, teach me, show me, show me the way. And I just kind of absorbed that knowledge. And while my friends were partying and drinking, going crazy, which I wanted to do, but I stayed home. And I just started researching and writing and understanding the body and, and really thinking, like, what, what could I do to really help uh, a large amount of people? And from there, just started working with companies and started my own company and teaching, writing, and, you know, the rest, as I say, is history. Fantastic. And now I know that everybody knows you're famous for training some of the A-list celebs. So how did you, because that takes, you know, a lot of kind of guts to be able to do that because you are literally in the public eye there, aren't you? You're like, yes. everyone's watching you, just like with the bodybuilding, everybody's watching you, they're all looking what you're doing. And so how did you come to get your first celeb client? And who was it? I always say working with celebrities is like working with the average person, but the stakes are just a million times higher. Yeah. Really. But you know what? Celebrities have cravings. Celebrities have emotional stuff. Celebrities have every you know thing that you have, every challenge, every all those things. So they're human beings, right? So I learned, um, you know, people. I didn't become a celebrity nutritionist or celebrity fitness expert overnight. I mean, obviously, it was because of those times that I stayed in. And two things I did that I think really helped me. One was increase my knowledge. I just, I was going to have more knowledge than anybody else. I was going to understand the human body. That was my goal. My goal was I will understand the human body better than you, better than anybody. And I will use that knowledge to help people get better. And number two, what you guys do, I mean, you guys are, are the best at it, is add massive value to people. I mean, you guys have transformed so many lives. And how did you do it? By adding massive value to their lives, yeah. right? Whether that be emotional support, mindset, nutrition, supplementation, training, all that, right? Whatever it is. 
So that's what I want to do. Knowledge at massive value. And also building a name for myself through writing for magazines. I used to write, guys, I used to write hundreds of articles. I mean, I've written maybe a thousand articles, really, that have been published in, in numerous magazines. Back in the day, there was no really social media or internet. So the way you got out there was these internet websites and also like writing for magazines. So doing that, uh, I caught the attention of Sly Stallone. And so Sly, Sly Stallone, you know, funny story, uh, he was starting a supplement company. Mm-hmm. And uh, he calls me up. And somehow got got my number. I guess he's still on. He can find my number, I guess. He can do anything. So I get a call. I, I never forget this. It was like 11, 11 o'clock at night. I'm about to go to bed. I get a phone call. Unknown number. Private number. I'm like, who's calling? Wow, who's, who's calling me? I pick up the phone. Hey, Ross, it's, it's Ross Long calling. Uh, what do you have to you, you, you know, You know who I am, right? I, you know, I'm looking for a guy to come in with my phone company. I said, yeah, okay, buddy, whatever, yeah, all right. So I hang up on him. I hang up on Slice Alone, right? <laughs> I love it. And then and he calls me right back. He said, hey, what happened? Dude? The line got cut. I don't understand. Well, you know. I was like, uh, oh, wait. And I was thinking to myself, I was like, wait, this kind of sounds like, I mean, it sounds like him a lot, you know what I mean? Yeah. So maybe, I, so then I started hearing him out. And he started telling me how he's starting a supplement company. He wants me to come on board, develop products, write some of the ads, be part of the spokesperson for the company. It was called Instone. And that's how I got my first main celebrity client. And this was, you know, about 15 years ago. And once I got him, he actually was the nicest person ever. He hooked me up most of Hollywood or a lot of Hollywood and really supported my endeavors, gave me testimonials, always promoted me on TV. Uh, I worked on his boxing TV show called The Contender. I uh, worked, uh, you know, on Rambo, on The Last Rocky. Uh, he even was joking with me that recently saying that he was going to come out with another Rambo. I go, who, who are you going to fight this one? Arthritis? Heart disease? <laughs> like, who's the enemy? You're, you're 70. I mean, what are you, crazy? <laughs> you're making another Rambo? He's still in great shape. And really, what, that was the key. That was my first big client. I was just lucky. I got, you know, I didn't have to really work my way up, thank God. I kind of just, you know, uh, jumped on it. But, you know, people say, oh, well, you got lucky. You just got the best client. Yeah, but that didn't happen by accident. That happened by what you guys do, for example, is gain knowledge. Go to seminars. Understand from people who have great knowledge, who are in a good position, right? And like I said, it's sacrifice, mm-hmm. right? You guys could be going out, doing other stuff, but you guys sacrifice time to help other people gaining that knowledge. And so when you do that enough, when you write articles, when you get your name out there, people will notice. People know credibility. They know knowledge. They know value, right? So once I got that, I added, added massive value. I helped him personally as well in his own nutrition plan, in his own training supplementation program. And so he really just got behind me. And from there, uh, you know, got more clients and then started uh, the whole celebrity thing, <laughs> even though I'm really a science geek. Yeah, I love that. When it comes to mindset, Sly Stallone, he's got... He's known for having a really, really strong mindset because when he started doing the Rocky uh, films, he had nothing, did he? And he was persistent. Is that true to the no. stories we, we hear in the media? Is he got a really, really that, strong that, mindset? That, that, that is absolutely true. He's one of the strongest and most focused individuals I've ever met in my life. I mean, the guy's been a legend for 40 years. Mm. You know what I mean? Think about that. I mean, you know, he, he's been on, uh, like, most people die off. Or I mean, think about say, sustainability, the consistency. And I think a lot of it has to be with just being yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? He never really changed. And you'll find that people think, well, oh, you must work with these celebrities. They must be really arrogant or, you know, they must be really cocky. And, you know, you, you're like, no, dude. I mean, these, he's like one of the coolest people. I go to his house, sit down with him, you know, just chill out, uh, talk about life and conversation. And, you know, one of the, he actually gave me some of the best advice ever early on. And that was, you know, and, and he actually said it in Rocky. It's interesting. 
but it's, it's he, he told me, he goes, listen, life's going to punch you. And it's going to knock you to the ground. Yeah. You know what? Everybody gets knocked down, but who is going to get up? Yeah. And who's going to keep fighting? And who's going to keep taking those punches, right? Yeah. Those are the people that are going to succeed. He goes, look, you think, he goes, you think I wanted to make Rocky? I was, he said, I was living on a street bench, right? I was, you know the story. I was living mm. on the streets. He had no, he was homeless. Think about that. And he got an offer for the Rocky script for $150,000. And this was in the 70s, right? So you were thinking, if you're homeless, you know, that is like, oh, my God, I, I did it. Oh, God. Woo-hoo. You know what? But they said, but, but they said you can't be in the movie. Yeah. Right? So you have somebody who's homeless, who desperately needs money, and they're giving him a, a gold mine, right? But, there's, but, but he's like, no. He turned it down. He said, I won't do it unless I'm in the movie. Mm. Think about that. Think about that position where you are so desperate for food. I mean, for, for you, have, you have a living. Think about that but yet still believing in yourself and still fighting through that and learning from that and saying, you know what? No, I will not surrender. I will not give up. I will get what I want to get because I believe in this with passion, as we talked about, following your heart, and I know it's a good story. So, and guess what? The studio loved it so much, they put him in and pff, you know the rest. I think that's the key. That's the, that's the one word is belief, isn't it? Yeah. We all need to have that that's belief right. inside of us that we can ch- achieve anything we want to if we put our mind to it. That's absolutely correct. That's, that's one of the best statements. I mean, really, it's, it's belief. And also, the, I, people ask me the key to happiness. And there are two things I've seen in 25 years of meeting some of the top people in the world of what provides happiness to people. And one has to do with belief. And that is progress. Progress leads to happiness. We have to keep improving as a human person, right? We have to gain knowledge. We have to get better. If we don't better ourselves, if we don't believe in ourselves and get better, we're not going to be happy. No. Right, and number two is gratitude. Yeah, gratitude. I say right. that to a lot of be our clients. For where you're at. A lot of our clients. Right. We're not yeah. growing; we're dying. Absolutely right. Mm. We're like those plants that you don't put water in. It's over. <laughs> <laughs> you don't put water. We're, we're we're finished. So that's what it is. So that's so that's what he kind of taught me early on. Is you know what life is. Look, everybody's good when it's good, right? Everybody's good when it's good. Yeah, I have. You know, hundreds of we, we call good time friends, right? Where they're always there for the good times, right? But it's it's, it's what are you gonna do in those times when no one's around? Yeah. When when you're being punched from all sides, you're taking body blows, uppercuts, you're getting hit, <laughs> bobbing, weaving. You know, what are you gonna do to keep surviving? That's, That's the true. question. And the people that do that are the most successful people. And I think also is just going back to the knowledge thing. Is just gaining more knowledge. And Warren Buffett said it best. He goes, Warren Buffett uh, said that you know, it's I don't. I'm not smarter than anybody else. I just have more information. Yeah. I just know more. I just have yeah. more information. That's what it is. The more information you gain, the more successful you'll be. But all that, like you said, uh, Baz, early on is you belief in yourself. All that beliefs with that. Right? And if I didn't believe in myself, I would still be an accountant. So, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Honestly, if I didn't have that belief and if I didn't follow my passion, we started with belief, right? I would be an accountant right now. And I would have done nothing I would have done in the last 20 years. So, thank God I believed in myself, right? Yeah, definitely. And there was a few, re- I mean, thank God that you did believe in yourself, Royce. You wouldn't be here talking to us and talking to everyone on the Fit Mind Project. But, you know, and you must have had such a strong mindset with, as you say, to leave your accounting, to do the bodybuilding. You know, you've learned so much, um, you know, sort of about how to get your mind fit, because we spoke about, you know, before the call, it's not just about having a fit body about having a fit mind as well and you know I know you train some amazing people but how do you get them to be focused 
when they are busy leading their celeb lives. I mean, you've li- it's one o'clock in the morning now in LA. And just before we came on, guys, Rehan said that he has got a guy that he's training at 2.30 a.m. because he said he doesn't have the time. So how do you get them focused with mindset? Because as we know, it's 80% psychology, 20% physiology. Yes. Uh, we, we, one thing is we make no excuses. We make time. Yeah. Uh, because most people say they don't have time. That's number one excuse you hear and I hear all the time, right? And then you, you realize if you look, if you break down their day, what we do, I, I like to do something with celebrities. I do a, a time audit, yeah. right? So when they come in, I audit their time. I said, give me, tell me what you do every second of your day, right? And when they do that for a week, you realize, wait, there's so much time here, right? There's, there's a lot of time here, you know? There's so much time. So when you, when they see that time, they're like, oh, and also letting them realize that it doesn't take that much time, right? It's, it's a matter of commitment to them. So what we do, we do a lot of small things. And one of the things I always believe in is positivity, number one, is, is showing them they can achieve their goals, Right? Proving to them, showing them that this will happen. Optimism, you know, be optimistic and you'll find something to be optimistic about. Giving that reinforcement. And what I like to call it is small wins, right? So we, we set small goals, daily goals, weekly goals, monthly goals. So we say, okay, in, in one week, we're going to increase your dumbbell bench press by 10 pounds, right? And when they hit that mark, like, whoa, let's celebrate, man. That's amazing. <laughs> Congratulations, we did it. Or you dropped 3% body fat. Oh, my God. Let's go out. Let's go ha- hang out. Let's go do something, you know. It's incredible. So we celebrate small wins. And those small wins, as you know, will lead to big wins. And those big wins will lead to victories, right? So that's what we do. We, we put these little tactics together. And we also remind them, right? We remind them of the goal. And we also use, uh, well, we always, we always, we, we use fear a little bit. We do use fear yeah. a little bit. And, but we also use positivity mainly. And the fear part comes in is, hey man, you don't want to be on the big screen, you know, showing your body and people laughing at you in the theater, you know what I mean? <laughs> in the cinema, right? You want to make sure your body looks good when you have all that pressure and man, all these people are counting on you and, oh man, you're going to shock the world. You know, I told, for example, and I was working with Ben Affleck for Batman, I told him, I go, listen, when you go on the big screen, and this is before we started working together. I said, listen, when you go on the big screen, you have that topless scene in, in the Batman movie, I want people to be like, holy crap. And Whoa. we were like we that. What the <laughs> heck? Right? I mean, you, I want people to, their jaws. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> you did good work there, Rehan. You did good work. Awesome, man. But yeah, I, want, I, I told him, I go, listen, I want people's jaws to drop. The, what, you, what you find out is you find out people's emotional triggers and then you squeeze. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. So his emotional trigger is to show people what he can do. And he's already accomplished so much, right? So when you have someone at that level who's already done everything, right? You're not going to impress them by money or more fame or they already have all that. You're not going to, that's not a motivating factor. For them, it's legacy. It's being a legend. It's, it's, it's you know, Sly wants to leave a legacy, for example. Mm-hmm. You know, Stallone wants to leave a legacy. Ben Affleck wants to leave a legacy. He wants to, he wants to go on screen and everybody say, wow, what were you doing? Holy moly. <laughs> Dude, what happened to you? You, you. I mean, you look like a bodybuilder. This is crazy, right? So that's what we. I kept, you know, hyping that up, focusing that, you know, giving that to him constantly. Like, man, could you imagine? I can't wait. Just another two months, another three months. We got this. Look, you're gonna shock the world, like Muhammad Ali. You know what I mean? That's how it's gonna be. So using those tactics, but all that goes back to belief. Yeah. Making them believe. Not only do you have to believe in yourself, but you gotta make them believe with certainty that they will 
achieve the goal. And if you do that, and it's the one way to do that, and whether it's celebrity or any person, uh, is getting to know them very deeply. Yeah. I have an emotional questionnaire. I have a mentality questionnaire. I make them take a mental acuity test, kind of their trigger points. So many things that we all do, right? So once you know that much about a person, then you can really, really, really get to the goal that you're trying to get to and keep them motivated and keep them motivated after the goal, yeah. right? Because that mindset is, I don't believe in just, hey, let's get fit and then let yourself go. Forget it. You know, no, no, no. I said, listen, this is just the beginning. Yeah. Just the beginning. This is a lifestyle change. This is a, trans- a complete life transformation. Not mind, body, soul, everything. So that's what we do. And that's why I've had great success in 25 years is gaining information about the person, be- making them believe in themselves, and then reminding them of the goal. And that's and getting small wins. And that, that's really, I think, what it boils down to. And I think that takes a lot of courage as well because, you know, a lot of people out there, they are afraid to actually hold up that mirror of reality and actually really face what's going on in their lives. Because, you know, I remember you saying that before, you know, celebrities are the same as us, you know, exactly the same as us. They all have cravings, they have emotional eating. And how do you get people, you know, who you have dealt with like that to actually face up, look in that mirror of reality and go, look, this is what's really going on. This needs to change. That's right. Uh, I, yeah, I basically make them take the mask off, mm. right? We all wear masks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We, we have a mask on all the time, our, our, our sort of fuck face. But when you get that mask off and it's you in the mirror and you're looking at yourself and you remove all those sort of demons, all the things you have in your brain, all the things, right? And I always tell them, I always tell them even with their body, whatever it is, I always tell people, see things as they are, not worse than they are, right? Mm. Most people see, see their bodies and they're much, they're like, oh my God, I look horrible. Ah, I'm so fat. I'm the, but you know what? You're not that bad. So see things as they really are, not worse than they are. And that's what I think really helps in that mindset kind of thing is showing them a positive kind of route. I always believe in positivity. I've lived that my whole life. I don't believe in negativity. I believe in optimism. I believe – and not not like rah-rah, right? Not like, not like a superficial, like, get you pumped up and kind of just lie to you or, you know, hype you up for no reason. I'm talking about real positivity. You know, making a positive change, you know, celebrating positive wins, you know, all those things and, and giving optimism uh, for that. So I think if you incorporate all those things, I think you'll have much greater success as you guys do always uh, with your clients as well. Yeah, brilliant. Thank you so much, Rehan. That's been brilliant, like massive load of, you know, sort of information for our guys and absolutely fantastic. I'd really love, because I know you're short with time, but I'd really love to move on to some of the questions that our clients have posed to us, if that's okay. Oh, sure. So yeah. we've got we've got um, one from Tony, and she says, when it comes to celebrities, you always see, like, one movie, they're like this, and then the next movie, they're kind of bigger or they're smaller. And how do you change so quickly for various movies? I mean, I... I think i know the answer because it's not as it seems this movie magic basically you know it's right, quite right. a time apart but yeah how do how do they how do they change so quickly a, a lot of it has to do with information mm-hmm. and again gaining more knowledge about the person customization we we talk about customization to death i mean that that is the key to success in every area emotional mental physical uh in terms of getting their goals and we do blood work we do dna testing I have all kinds of space age equipment. If you guys ever visit LA, please come to my, my spot and I'll, I'll have you do the whole thing. And it's, it's incredible. We have 3D you know, scanning devices. We have such advanced equipment. And then once we use all those tools 
and get the data on the person, then we can transform them very quickly because I know everything about them. I know yeah. their body type. I know all their inner hormones. I know their, you know, their mental neurotransmitters. I can actually find deficiencies in their digestive tract, everything. Wow. I can find out allergies, anything I can find out about that person. Once you know that person inside and out, easy to transform then it's just a matter of putting the diet supplement training program together and that and once you do that and you have that mindset thing and follow up you got it no problem no so that's one of the ways they change so quickly it's it's not cheap i'm gonna lie to you it's not cheap (laughs) it's not cheap right but when you're getting paid 20 million for a movie you know you're gonna do whatever it takes so once they do all that litany of blood work and all those tests you know tests then I can really crunch those numbers, understand them, and get results very quickly, much, much quicker if I, as if I didn't have that information. So you see your accounting does come in handy a little bit there with crunching those numbers. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only part. Uh, but you know what? My, my clients will, will tell you that I cannot count because I tell them to do 10 reps and it ends up being like 15 or 16. I don't know. I, I, I lose track. It's, it's probably like you guys. I, I, you know, I just I, my, my, my client, one time I was training him and he's like, we we've, we've done thirty. I don't understand. You said fourteen. Why why is it going? It should be less, not more. Like it should be like fifteen and then two more. I don't I don't know what that means. I think so, that's a sign I, of a I good trainer. I'm really not really good at math. I think that's a good a sign of a good trainer because I have exactly the same problem. <laughs> You're on the right track, then, for sure. <laughs> that's great. Greatness recognizes greatness. But then also that just shows that they are capable of doing more. They go right. We can do thirty. Go excellent. Yeah, I can do thirty. And then they'll go, right, okay, I've done 30, but no, hang on a second. How much more have you actually got left in you? Yeah, it's amazing that people always shortchange themselves. And whenever I tell people, I go, hey, what programs do you recommend? You know, is it five sets of five, five sets of ten? I go, why ten? Why, why is that still random? Why did you do 11? Why did you do three sets of nine and then two sets of 11 and then four sets of 12 and a half? Yeah. Like, like, why does it have to be a binary number that, that you have? And what's interesting is a great book um, you guys should uh, read. It's called The Talent Code. I don't know if you read this book. No, but this book is called The Talent Code. And what they did in this book was they looked at elite athletes. And they found these places around the world, these small kind of, you know, little places where all these elite athletes were coming out of. Right. And we're like, why are the top like Russian gymnasts coming out of this one small school in a tiny town in Russia, you know? And what they found was a concept called deep practice. And deep practice is the concept of uh, when you're training or when you're doing something, um, there's some sort of uh, a deadline or a punishment or something associated with that that, that, can, that causes you to practice harder. Right. So, for example, it's, it's like, hey, you got to get seven reps, otherwise this will happen. Yeah. Right? So, so that kind of training where there's some kind of positive pressure on you. So you're not just practicing for practicing. You're practicing with sort of a deadline, almost like you're in the game. You know, you're you're like, oh my god, I gotta do this right, and that's every single practice. So that deep practice actually makes you much better and much greater than you would have been. And that it taps in your mindset. And if you read the book, it'll tell you all about how to implement deep practice. Mm-hmm. But if you look at some of the most elite athletes in the world, they do that. They have deep practice, and that means that they have accountability. Um, if they don't get certain, uh, you know. Uh, markers during their training, they stay longer. They, they stay for hours if they have to until they get that goal of that training. So deep practice, I think, really helps in that area. Oh, that's interesting. Practice with, per, um, what was I going to say? Practice with, oh, I can't think of the word now. <laughs> purpose. Purpose, yeah. Purpose, practice yeah. with purpose, yeah. 
So um, we've got one from Sophie, and I think we've kind of answered this, but when it comes to celebs again or the athletes that you, you work with, how do they fit such intense meal plans and fitness regime into a packed schedule? Uh, they have help. <laughs> <laughs> they have chefs. Uh, we have actually food delivery services here. I'm sure they're popular in the yeah. UK as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, you know, we, we map out a plan. Uh, we get the meals pre-packaged sometimes. Sometimes, you know, they have a chef that's on staff. Uh, so all they do is, even in the middle of meetings, I tell them, I don't care if you're filming a scene. As soon as you take a break, put that food in front of your face and you better eat it. But yeah. it's time to eat. So, you know, you have people around them that can implement the program. And you know what? That's, you know, that's for them. But, you know, any person can do it. You know, it's just a matter of you committing to it. Yeah. You know, I tell people the average person is to cook all your meals on Sunday and then have them for the week. Yeah. So, you know, there's no real excuses there. But uh, for celebrities, they just have a lot of help and they have everything coordinated uh, for time. And again, their stakes are higher, yeah. right? They, they're, they're on a deadline. I mean, if you're on the big screen in 12 weeks, you got to be ready. I mean, that, that's no doubt. So they want, then they have the public image and a lot of things that are at stake. So they're not going to, you know, they're not going to falter. But you'll be surprised. A lot of some, a few celebrities, you know, still need that motivation, still need that extra push, still need that mindset, still need that positivity. Uh, no matter, so that goes to show you that no matter where you are in life, you still need that that mindset. is very critical. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Oh, thanks, Rehan. That's brilliant. I've got one from Heather, um, and also from Linda, who are kind of talking about the same thing, really. Um, when you when when training women of a certain age, uh, what's <laughs> what's best for blitzing stubborn hormonal midriff fat, and how do you get women in their fifties toned? Now, the effect the effect the side effects of menopause and hormones we see are massive with women of a certain age, and they find it difficult. They get to that age, and it's like poof, it's really difficult to lose it because our bodies change and. How do that? How do you deal with that? Um, that's again. You do a lot of blood testing. Uh, you find out what's going on internally. You do, you know, a lot of estrogen, progesterone testing. You look at the ratios of hormones. Uh, when actually, I'm writing a, a book right now. That I'm almost done now. We're editing it, uh, a women's book. Um, so it's about all those topics, and it's about um, a lot of it. Uh, a lot of the research out there is actually uh, looking at training during menopause. They're training during your cycles, like during the luteal phase and the ovarian cycle and looking at like specific times of how to train during that time. For example, women, there are certain times of the month where women should only do cardio. And there's other times where they should do massive strength training, massive powerlifting type training and heavier lifting. Uh, so that goes, again, to the customization aspect of it, learning what hormones are off. Uh, generally, uh, you know, you guys just train harder. And you have to learn about your hormones and understand that weightlifting actually becomes strength training because more important as you age because mm. of bone density, mm. uh, things like that. So really strength training is critical. What happens when you get older, uh, a lot of women that come to me that are over fit, you know, a certain age, I would yes, say. Age. Over fifth age. I won't say the age, but <laughs> I think we know. Uh, but uh, I tell them, listen, you know, they're, they're, they're the biggest cardio fanatics ever. I mean, they just want to do lung burning cardio all day. I'm like, listen, don't do, don't cut back the cardio. Do strength training that'll help you know your bone density, increase muscle mass, allow you to burn more fat. Uh, also, taking certain supplements can really help. Uh, there's cer- certain supplements uh, that can help you know modify hormones, uh, boiled seed oil, for example, your bean, for example, uh, you know supplements like that. Google steroids, which can help normalize thyroid hormone, which decreases over time. Yeah. Using those supplements can certainly enhance you, but again, if you're not eating properly, if you're not training hard. 
none of that's going to really matter. So, you know, getting them to do strength training, learning about their body, getting hormonal testing. And what's interesting is people just do hormonal testing once. It's like, oh, I'm good. But you guys keep doing it like every six months, you know, to understand because as you age, uh, it gets much uh, harder and hormones change. And they actually change based on your situation also. Like if you're going through stressful times, if, if you don't not getting enough sleep, things like that. And our new research study actually shows that if you have lack of sleep, even one night, uh, sleep deprivation causes you to eat 400 more calories. No so way. that's really, really critical. Sleep is huge, you know, especially as you age and understanding how to sleep properly. You know, the parts of sleep, getting REM sleep. Also turning off, for example, all your cell phones, all your tablets, all the computers at least an hour before bedtime because that's been shown to delay sleep. If looking at your phone for 15 minutes or 10 minutes before you sleep, delay sleep by almost 45 minutes. So that's really, really important to understand is you know, turn off all that stuff before you sleep. So putting all that together, I think that, you know, people or I'm sorry, excuse me, women uh, later in age can also have great success. I mean, I've worked with women who are, you know, uh, very much of age and they've had great results, uh, amazing transformations, amazing results. And I think it's important to take care of your body later on in life as well. And I think it comes down to the two key words that we use that we picked up from you is consistency and persistency. There you go. Wow, you're, the, you're like the best students I've ever had. <laughs> you're, you're, you're in my hall of fame. <laughs> Just a quickie, Rihan. What's the name of your book that you're doing yes. at the moment? So when it's ready, these guys can actually go out and purchase it. Uh, right now, we have a working title of uh, The Women's Ultimate Guide to Fitness, but that will probably change as soon as it's published. So I'll send you guys a copy for sure as soon as it comes out. In fact, I'd like to actually get your opinion on it uh, yeah. before it's published. So That'd be fantastic. Don't tell anybody. Yeah. <laughs> Except your listeners. Love... Except your listeners. <laughs> <laughs> We'd love to read but that. I would, I, would love, actually, I would love to get your feedback on it. I mean, two experts like yourselves. I uh, would love to get your feedback. So I'll get that out to you very, very shortly. Thank, Thank you. you. That would be wonderful. Um, so we've got Kay here. says... What are your A-list celebs' main mindset blocks and how do they overcome them? What do you do to help them? And do you have any examples? And I think this is brilliant because, as you said, they're normal people. They have cravings and this kind of thing. So what are their kind of main mindset blocks and how do we overcome them? I can tell you one of the main mindset blocks at that level is fear of failure. Mm. See, if, if, if if the average person fails, right, Maybe their spouse will get on them. Maybe their brother or sister will get on them. Maybe their mom and dad will get on them. A few friends, right? But if these celebrities fail, <laughs> they're on the front page of the Daily Mail. I mean, they're, they're, they're getting reamed. You know what I mean? Oh, my God. He has cellulite. Oh, my God. He's gained, you know, chubby pounds. He's a drug addict, you know? So the fear of failure is a huge mental block. They don't want to take, you know, risks because they have so many people around them publicists and agents and people worrying about their image so those are some of the challenges that you face with celebrities is you know i don't want to fail because if i fail if people know for example i'm going through a body transformation and i don't get to my goal people will think oh my god i can't lose weight Mm -hmm. right so those things are the kind of mind blocks they have which you have to overcome and, and repeatedly tell them to believe in themselves don't worry you'll get there you have small wins look what you've done so far look how far you already came i was working with forrest whitaker and he's a vegetarian. Uh, when he Gosh. when he won the Oscar uh, for uh, the Last King of Scotland, he was 300 pounds. Uh, he was very very heavy, right? So he dropped 100 pounds uh, when I was working with him. He got down so low that people barely recognized him. In fact, they told him that, "Are you sick? Uh-huh. What's wrong with you? What happened?" He's like, "No, I feel great. I mean, I look better than ever." 
and and you know and so break and he never he never was light right he's always heavy all his life so he had that mental block of another mental block which is I I, I can't do it yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I've been I've been look I've been heavy my whole life I can't do it I've been heavy my whole life I've never seen it you know I go look you have to see it to believe it yeah and then you have to believe it to see it mm. <laughs> right so true it's, so yeah. it kind of works both ways so I go look well if you don't believe in the invisible you can't do the impossible. Yeah. And that's what I kept repeating to him. I go, look, this is not impossible. This has been proven over and over again. So once he started dropping some weight, momentum, right? That consistent persistence. And once he started building momentum, that belief started internalizing. And it's like, wow, I can do this, mm. right? Mm. It's like the story I, I told you guys in my class, you know, about Roger Bannister, you know, when he broke the four-minute mile. Nobody thought in the history of the world that people, anybody, human being, could run the four-minute mile. They, they, they said this is not possible. They said it's impossible. When Roger Bannister did, did it, 30 people did it after that. Right? Mm. Why? Uh, did humans just get much better? Yeah, you yeah. know, because of Roger Bannister? No. Because right here. Yeah. Right? <clears throat> wow. If he could do it, I could do it. Mm. That's what it is. So those are the two main challenges I face with celebrities. It's kind of making them believe in themselves that they've never done it before. And also just getting rid of that fear of failure. You know, and, and, and showing them, hey, what are you really afraid of? Like, what are you really afraid of? Yeah. Getting to the bottom of their fears, their insecurities. And then once you overcome those, oh, man, look out. Yeah. <laughs> nothing, like a, nothing like somebody motivated, man. I'll tell you that. I mean, you guys have clients. You have clients that are motivated. You see the difference. Yeah. Definitely. Oh I totally God. agree with Woo. you. But I think for everybody, you know, our biggest fear as humans is that we are going to be humiliated and not accepted by people. That, that's the biggest fear. And... That's everybody it, has it. that it's just that theirs is escalated but then it's all relevant to everybody the biggest thing and i've been researching recently the fear of success and I, that's absolute rubbish because it's exactly the same as fear of failure because what if i get there i can't keep people up keep it up and what if i don't succeed it it's exactly, exactly the same thing yeah, I mean, a lot of it is really, uh, a lot of people always think about where they're going, but they forget how far they came. Totally. So you got to remember how far you came, mm. right? I mean, look how far you guys came. By the yeah. way, I'm so proud of you guys. I mean, I see all your stuff, amazing success. I, I mean, I really, it's, 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 I knew it would happen for sure because I know your personalities, but I think that, you know, you like, for example, when you do your business, sometimes maybe you face challenges, whatever it may yeah. be. Don't look at where you're going. Look how far you already came. Yeah. Look at where you came from. So whenever I have challenges, for example, fear of success, so to speak, or people, you know, tell me this and that, I go, well, you know what? Man, I started from nothing. You know, it wasn't like somebody handed me something or gave me anything. I mean, I literally I earned every single thing I ever got in my life. There was nobody that handed me anything ever. Like, literally, I had no, when I came to L.A., people said, well, how can you go to L.A.? You know, you're not going to work with celebrities. You'll never work with celebrities. It's a, it's a fortress to get into Hollywood. You can't penetrate it. because It's not possible. You, you're not from there. Right, you're you're moving to a place where it's impossible to make it. But guess what? Because of no no quit attitude, that belief that I would do it. You know, I broke in, and so that's that's the kind of mindset you got to have. You know, really. I love it. Fantastic. And right, last question, okay? And then we're just going to do the quick seven fire ones because I know sure. you've got a train stop at two thirty in the morning. <laughs> yeah, um, oh, I got time. Don't worry. Yeah, there's one from Claire saying if there was one exercise you would choose for someone overweight to get the biggest impact at strength muscles and losing fat what would it be she says one without any equipment um one and one with accessories so say cross trainer or you know or kettlebells and then one without one exercise i know tough tough call i I would say in the gym i would say deadlift 
Yeah. I think deadlift is, is, is a base exercise for core, for overall body development. I think it's critical for strength training. Uh, outside of the gym, I would probably go with like a burpee push-up. Yeah. It's concoction. I'd probably go with that. I think just for cardiovascular and strength, you know, resistance uh, combined. Um, those are probably the two things I would, but deadlift I'd go by far for overall anything, you know what I mean? For sure. You do realise they're going to hate you for saying burpee and push-up in the same sentence. In, in the UK, in the UK we call them bastards. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. That's what they'll call you after they finish. Yeah. <laughs> okay, and last question. What From Vicky, what do you recommend for breakfast for weight loss? I would always say high protein. I think protein is one of the most important things in terms of losing fat uh, in a body. I, if you, you could look, you could argue about carbs, you could argue about fat, but one thing you cannot argue about is protein. And protein is critical, especially in the morning. So I would go with an egg white omelet uh, with oatmeal uh, and cinnamon and some raisins or dates and some raw unfiltered honey. I think that is really the ideal breakfast. And the egg whites, by the way, have to be a lot. Uh, people don't realize egg, egg, one egg white does not have that much protein. No. So when I tell women you got to eat four or five egg whites for breakfast, like five eggs, what? But I said that's not that much protein. So or a scoop of protein powder. Uh, you know, you got to get for women at least twenty or thirty grams uh, of protein first thing in the morning, especially if you're training. And I think that you know research, recent research showed uh, from Jose Antonio that uh, you know taking high doses of protein is not damaging to your body at all. So it's very safe. Uh, but yet it's very effective for thermogenic effect, appetite control. And in fact, your hormones are made up of protein or amino acid peptides. So you need protein for so many things in your body. And you very rarely can overeat protein. So I always tell people, whether it's first in the morning or whenever, always go with protein as much as you can. Oh, cool. I think I'm going to change my breakfast. <laughs> I love it. Excellent. Clean protein. Clean protein. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. Okay, cool. So that's all our questions, Rehan. So we're going to just enter the last bit now, which we have seven kind of, no, sorry, eight kind of um, quick, fire, quick questions. fire questions. Okay, so we're going to go for uh, it, all right? So are you ready? Get yourself psyched. Start <laughs> moving. Energy so, flow. So number one, your most inspirational quote. God, that's so many because I love quotes, obviously, <laughs> if you look at my Instagram post. But, um, you know, one that really sticks out to me is from Winston Churchill, actually. And he said that uh, success is not final. Failure is not fatal. It's the courage to continue that counts. I think yeah. that kind of sums up my life right there. So I love that. I think that, that's the key. It's just humility, struggle, overcoming. That's so, it. number two, what's your favorite destination you've been to and why? I would say London. I, I just love London. Oh, I you're love the such UK. a charmer. I, 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 honestly, I would, I would answer that even on Russian TV. I don't care. But uh, no, I think London is, uh, uh, to me, one of my favorite places in the world. People think I'm crazy. They're like, London? You've been to, I've been to 40 countries, actually. But um, I have to go with London, UK. I just, I just, I don't know. There's something about it. Just, I mean, everybody's just cool. I, I love it there, really. That's cool. Okay, number three. Um, what do you want to be known for? Uh, the greatest mind in human history. No, I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what? I really, to be honest with you, I really want to be known as someone who changed people's lives. That's, that's really what I, my legacy to be. It's someone who helped a lot of people. Cool. Yeah. Question number four. What's your favorite movie and why? Uh, Braveheart. And because it just encompasses everything, you know, it just has, 
again, all the struggle, overcoming, believing in yourself, kind of everything we just talked about is summed up in that movie with a little more blood. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? I've not actually seen Braveheart. What? Oh I know. God, please, get that right away. Please. <laughs> That's our weekend challenge. Okay, exactly, exactly. That'll transform you. Yeah. Okay, we'll watch that one. Um, what's your favourite song of all time and why? Song? Oh, my God. That's... God, that is so hard, man. That, that, I mean, that's an impossible question to answer. I, I mean, I, I love music, so God, I mean, I, every genre I love, I, I don't know. That's a uh, God. I would probably, I, I, you know what? I, I don't even know if I can answer that question. Um, several of them. I, I mean, I could go from Guns N' Roses to Kanye West to God. Bro- I mean, I love every type of music, but. That, that's a tough one. I'll, I'll have to pass on that one. Okay, no, no, that's, cool, that's cool. What's so, your first childhood memory? Uh, drowning in quicksand, actually. No. When I was like four years old. Yeah, I actually got some quicksand uh, and started sinking and uh, had to be saved by a tree branch. So that's my <laughs> earliest traumatic oh. memory. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's just like Jackson, yeah, my book. memory. So, in our book, one of the characters, our children's book, one of the characters gets stuck in a treacle puddle, and yeah. the girl, Violet, has to eat a banana to get energy to throw him a stick to rescue him. So, go. that's that going to bring me. back that memory. Me. That was four. <laughs> we should have got him rehab. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's still, still second life. edition. <laughs> second edition, rewrite. Yeah. Now, now do you understand? I've been struggling to overcome my whole life. Surviving. <laughs> I love it. So number seven, what question have you never been asked, but you've always wanted to be asked it? God, that is an amazing question. I've never been asked that question. (laughs) That's an amazing question. Oh, my God. I think, um, you know what's interesting is I've never been asked what you'd like to be remembered by. That's one of the, so you actually asked a question I've never been asked that I would like to be asked. So that, I, I, it's interesting. I've never really, no one really ever asked me what I'd like to be remembered as, you know, in terms of legacy or legend, uh, in terms of future. But that's, that's, that's part of the question. That's cool. really cool. And um, your last and question, the last one. Yeah. Um, who is your most inspirational client and why? I would have to go with um, uh, two of them. I would say Sly Stallone for sure. And then Ben Affleck. I think those two are the most inspirational people because they commit to something. They're dedicated to it. Uh, they always say uh, they always do what they say, which is very hard to find in Hollywood. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, but uh, they're, they're always committed. They're real people. They didn't let get fame get to them. And they inspire me all the time because of the things they had to overcome, their stories, and really people who uh, sort of never rest on their laurels. I mean, they're, they're someone who they could really retire. I mean, both of them could just be like, you know what? I'm done. I got all the money in the world. I don't need to do anything else. I've set a legacy for my set up my kids, everything. But they still, every single day, work hard, kick ass in the gym, you know, do what they got to do to improve themselves every day. And that is inspiring from someone who really doesn't have to do it. If someone has to do it, okay. But from someone who doesn't have to do it but does it anyway, that's inspiring. That's cool. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Rehan, for joining us today. I know that our guys listening are going to get so much from this, and we're so honoured to have you. We really are. And it's it's so nice to talk to you because I know how passionate you are about supplements and training and, you know, blood testing and all this kind of stuff. But to be able to talk to you about the mindset side of things has been right. so, so 
helpful, useful, and inspiration. It's been fantastic. Thank you so much, Rehan. <laughs> well, 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 the honor and pleasure is all mine. I just I gotta say once again that I'm so proud of you two. I see the amazing work you're doing. That lives are transforming. And when you guys become like famous and on TV every day, don't forget me. <laughs> <laughs> we certainly won't. We certainly won't. Never ever. So, guys, thank right. you, thank you so much for tuning in to uh, this podcast, the Fit Mind Project. You've been with Barry and Laura Ash and Rehan Jahali. Um, and uh, stay tuned, and we will catch you next time. Ciao for now, guys. Thank you, guys. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Bye, guys. So cool. Thank you very much, Rehan. That's really, really cool. Love that. Cool, cool, cool. I hope hope that worked. Uh, Now I'm going to kick some ass with this client now, so... Definitely. (laughs) Excellent, excellent. And, uh, you know, we would absolutely love to come over and Mm. see what you do. And it would be great to do, like, a film reel on it for our guys because I know they would absolutely blow their minds. It would be fantastic. And if there's anything we can do for you guys... If there's anything we can do for you, just fire away. Oh, I really appreciate it. No problem at all. Yeah, I'm gonna send you that book, though. I really want to get your uh, opinion on that book. No, yeah. definitely. Uh, yeah, it's pretty comprehensive. I think. I think I'll get. I, I want to get some feedback on it. Yeah, love, love, love to read it. That'd be yes. absolutely fantastic. That'd be cool. Awesome. Definitely. Well, great talking to you guys. Keep in touch, okay? Yeah, yeah no, no worries. worries. Take, Take care. Everybody. Take care. See ya. Bye. Bye, okay, guys. Thank you so much. Bye. <laughs>